When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alafia Bailey here today. Alafia is a real Africana scholar. I'm happy to bring my dog in the building. How you feeling today, Alafia? Hey man, we feeling good over here, man. Talking through the talk of drunk to my brother. Yeah, sir. <laughs> hey, hey, Alafia, you, you doing that made me think so. But when did you start playing the drums, bro? When I start? Yeah. Um... All right, so like, I'm trying to think. So the the journey really started when I was a kid, for real. My uh, father named me after his drum teacher. Mm. Right? All right, so that's that's when like the the rhythms really start flowing. Yeah, you feel me? So uh, his, his name was Alafia as well. So my name was Alafia. So he decided to name me after him, and um, I really started getting into it. Like like when I when I was young, I, I was around it. But like my father didn't really like force me into it because he wanted me like to naturally go into it for real. Yeah. So, um, but literally, um, like two years ago was when I really started taking it seriously uh, up here in DC because DC has a really big uh, djembe, Af- West African dance like drum culture. So um, that's when I really like got into it. Uh, I hit one of my friends up. She talking about this brother named Doctor U, and uh, in Southern Maryland, and I got connected, so I got in drum class. So ever since then. It's been a journey, you feel me? Man, that's dope, bro. It's only been two years? Yeah, it's only been two years. I, so you wasn't playing the drums freshman year? Uh, No, I was not. <laughs> I, I feel like time and hour has just kind of all been condensed right. together. Because I feel like I haven't seen you play the drums for super long, nah, bro. Nah, yeah, bro. Nah, freshman year, I, I was I was not as, like, hip to it, you know what I'm saying? But, but now I'm, like, really invested into it, you know what I mean? So... So yeah, bro. What do you when you play the drums? What type of feeling do you get when you do it? Mm-hmm. Man, bro. Um, oh, it is raining like crazy outside, oh, bro. bro. That's actually yes. crazy. Bro. Bro. Oh my god, I gotta take a picture of that because that's wild, bro. Oh my god, <laughs> like it's like a huge storm. <laughs> crazy. Nah. What's he saying though? That's, that's a spirit though, bro. When it's raining, it's, it's a good sign. Man. Um. So when I play. Okay, when I when I when I first played and I really hopped on with other people, because I was playing, other people was playing around me in a, in a circle. Like I just felt this vibrational energy of like, you know, like everybody everybody say healing, like which it is healing, but it's just like this. It's like it's like a, a 
a sound vibranium from Wakanda. A you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Because like, because like, vibranium is like a physical thing, but vibranium connects to all things for us through the heel. Yeah. And like a drum could be quote unquote vibranium, you know, just for us to connect with. So uh, it's like this like sound vibranium where you just like where you can flow, dance, heal, be free. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like it's it's just like this beautiful sound, bro. That's just. It's just, it's just it's just beautiful like it's freeing like it's, it's healing like i don't know bro like, especially when everybody's on on beat because that's the thing like 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 the drums specifically specifically the uh the djembe yeah and like the doom doom the whole doom doom family um like we're all speaking different languages bro you know what i mean like we all communicating certain things that make sense you know what i mean so if, if i'm talking making sense and you talking back making sense we're gonna sound good right you know what i'm saying like we we, we actually communicate and making communication you know what i mean like we actually like Bringing good energy out out in the room, so uh, so that's the thing. Like, we, it's, it's all different languages, bro. That 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 makes sense together. So like, whenever you hear a talking drum or or, or a out, you know what I'm saying? It's just really good energy. You know what I'm saying? Even the djembe, it means uh, to uh, gather the people for peace. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like to bring people together for peace. So uh, so even that, like like the energy of the name, is what comes out of the drum. You feel me? The energy so, of the name. So yeah, bro. Man, that's deep, bro. You was telling me about the talking drum. You was saying you was mouthing words while you was playing the drum. Yeah. And just talking about <laughs> when did you start? When did you learn how to play the talking drum? Or is it? It's kind of the same thing as. as uh, it, it, it's What's different. The difference? So so it's funny, bro. I got this. Got this. What was it, last week? Yeah. So so I just add this drum on to my collection because I, I originally played the djembe, but um I got this in uh. Nashville, Tennessee, on the north side at this bookstore called uh, Acubalon, which was the original name of Africa Before Africa. Wait, and say that again? Acubalon. Acubalon. Yeah, yeah, it's the original name. Before. Africa is like a... Yeah. Brought on by the, the name was brought on by the Europeans. You got a European. I, right. I did not know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I did not... I feel like I heard a different name. Yeah. From from what I know, it's Acubalon. Acubalon. Yeah, and yeah. Africans themselves called it uh, that, or... So don't, don't, don't quote me, bro. Uh, that's just from what I know. I, I, think, I think they did, but... Uh, but yeah, but but if, I think if you look it up, that, that's that's what yeah that's what you know what I'm saying. But um, but yeah, so I, I got it from the store, Nashville, Tennessee, the only black bookstore in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, I saw a talking drum down there. I was like, bro, what? I need a little talking drum anyway, add to my collection. And then because uh, I was fascinated by the sound after listening to um, after watching Black Panther, mm-hmm. it, open, it opens up with the with the talking drum, and it's you know, and then after I picked it up, I, I researched what, what, like where it came from, from West Africa. Uh, it's you know the Yoruba people play the Hausa people play in Nigeria and Ghana they play you know I me mean, all over West Africa and um and the talking drum like mimics the human tone you know yeah. I mean so if I say um I'm gonna have a good day I'm gonna say so I'm gonna have a good day you know what I'm saying he um, mouthed it out for, for those who can't see or <laughs> I'm gonna be like my name is Alafia. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that. So so they used to use this because like, even though we are uh, oral people, but we also use, you know, physical instruments and instruments to communicate as well amongst, you know, different nations and countries yeah. and things like that. So, uh, so yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, that's dope, bro. How did you develop the confidence to start playing the drums on mm-hmm. campus, like on the yard, just yeah. out loud? Because I can't imagine, I don't, I don't feel like that came easy, but uh-huh. I don't know. Like, let me know. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, bro. Uh, Cause it's funny about my, my brother. His name is Frederick Douglass. My brother, um, older brother. He, he said his name is Frederick Douglass. Yeah, Frederick Douglass. Yeah. That's that's hard. <laughs> that's and, hard. Uh, so because he, he he played the djembe too. Yeah. And he was like a lot of people, bro. You need to pull up on the yard one day and just play the drum to you know bring some good energy on the yard. 
And I was like, bro, that's so real. Because, like, you know, HBCUs is like, yeah, it's a place for education, but it's also a place for us to, like, you know, dive into our, our, our uh, artistic selves. And, like, it's supposed to be the place for, it's supposed, it's supposed to be a home for, for African drums. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be a place for us to express ourselves in, in African music and that's things the purpose. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, only spaces in America as, like, where college educated black people are as a whole, you know what I mean, in multitude, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to do it, right. you're going to do it at, at, at HBCU. HBCU. You feel me, bro? So, uh, it's like, I see me pulling up, people be like, hey, I feel like I'm in a whole different country. I'm, I'm on a continent, you know what I'm saying? Just walking around, going to class, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, and, like, and, and that's the feeling I want you to feel when you, when you walk to class and when you see me when I'm playing, is to feel like you, 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 you like at an HBCU for real. Yeah. Not just us walking around and just like, Talking, it's like, nah, but you're supposed to feel like you, you know, connected back to, to the source, which is, you know, yeah. the continent for real. So, yeah. Bro, you're going to have to pass it down to, to somebody else oh. after you're gone, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, it's, it's somebody coming in, bro. Somebody coming in. He's, okay. he's actually from Houston, Texas. Oh, His sure. name is uh, Ola. He, he coming to Africana Studies major. Bro, he, he, he better than me. Like, to be honest, like, he's way better than me. And uh, he's been playing since he was a baby. You know, I, was, oh, I, was playing, okay. I was playing two years ago, so he, like... He, he up there, he up there. So he uh, he, he come in to, you know, to start off and show it off. Hey, man, that's that's super tough, bro. I've always thought of it's been super cool how you just be playing the drums yeah. around campus, bro. Yeah. But I've never actually known when that started or yeah. when you started doing it. I just, I thought you had been doing it your whole life, type, bro. I didn't I didn't know that you had just started two years ago. You play any instruments? No, I don't, bro. Okay. I don't. I was, I, was never, I was never taught how to play anything. Uh, what about artistically? Like, you do anything, like, poetically or, like, um, draw? I, I used to draw a lot when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. my my mind kind of got warped by video games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I feel you, bro. I feel when you. When I was a kid, I used to uh, love, I mean, I, I still love Star Wars, so mm-hmm. I used to always like drawing little planets mm-hmm. and the spaceships mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Nah, yeah. And I used to love playing with Legos when I was a kid. Yeah. I used yeah. to love playing with Legos. Mm-hmm. I used to have a whole yeah. box, like whole, whole tub, whole, yeah. pretty much bathtub mm-hmm. of Legos. Nah, I feel you, bro. Because the reason why I asked, bro, um, like really to see you know what things you're into, but to also like, like bring out the thought of like what has Howard brought like out of you? You know what I'm saying? Artistic, cause cause Howard brought the Jimbe out of me. You know what I'm mm. saying? And just like the community and, and the people. So I, I, cause I personally feel like everybody leaves from Howard like leaves with like a passion for some type of art. You know what I'm saying? Or, or leaves with a passion, or, or even like doing that specific art and acting it out. You know what I'm saying? So so yeah, I would say that. Although there isn't a direct art that I can say Howard mm-hmm. gave me, mm-hmm. I can say that Howard just gave me a certain level of pride mm-hmm. within my blackness to just be able to just walk in any space mm-hmm. and be confident mm-hmm. in what I'm saying and even continue with my podcast mm-hmm. and everything. I feel mm-hmm. like right here, this is my form of art. It's just form of art. just yeah, being bro. able to mm-hmm. just being able to to conversate with mm-hmm. with intelligent people just about intelligent things, bro. I think that's really that's what my form of, of art and I've. Howard, Howard, bro, I am forever indebted mm-hmm. to this school, bro. Cause, yeah, love, cause this bro. school really being in this environment is yeah. something that yeah. I still can't believe is about to end, bro. Cause I move out, I move out soon, bro. And I was just, yeah. I was running by the track today, mm. and I was looking at Howard. I'm like, damn, I'm really, it's over. I'm really not gonna <laughs> be here anymore, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, it's crazy. It's it's sad, bro. Uh-huh. Because, hey, but but th- th- that goes to show the importance of black spaces. You know what I mean? And even how you felt connected to it. Because I know me personally, bro, like, 
even though I got one more year left, I'm supposed to graduate, but you know, God got the divine path for me. Yeah. But um, but just being in the black space, bro, was so beautiful. You know what I mean, just just like you feel safe in your culture, you feel safe like educationally. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you, with your pride and your blackness. So like, to to step out of that and go to, to like to somewhere new, it's like. Dang, you know what I mean? So, but you know, everybody's journey, you know, is different. But it, I think it just really goes to show the love that, you know, HBCUs really like building us for like for for, for uh, a love for black spaces. You feel me, bro? A love for it, bro. And um, mm-hmm. I talked about this in my, in my podcast with Dean, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of black students don't know what they're missing out on until mm-hmm. they actually come here. Because mm-hmm. I could have very easily went to a PWI, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have. I think HBCU culture isn't pushed as much uh, in the West Coast because there aren't there aren't any HBCUs out there. That's so interesting. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But I think that I would I applied to Howard just based off what I knew about the school just okay. historically. Mm-hmm. So coming here, I I could have went to like a state school in California or like a UC, but mm-hmm. I I wouldn't have never known what I missed out on and. I'm just so glad that I came here, bro, because I will always push this experience to anybody, regardless of the the quality or the, the perceived quality of the institutions based on the outside. But I think I've met some of the smartest people, smartest people yeah. in, in the country at this it's, school, it's bro. In the world. And, and, and in the world, right? bro. It is just like, bro, like Lily and Drew Hall, you know what I'm saying? Or even just on campus, like being sisters and brothers, bro, like, like the top, like everybody, like literally, not, not everybody, of course, everybody got different like educational paths, but like a majority of students that I have met was like valedictorian at high school. And I'm just like, bro, what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because even though I went to all black high school back in um, Houston, Texas, like the valedictorian, my my uh, senior year was a uh, was an Asian, you mm-hmm. know, an Asian woman. Uh, and I'm, I'm just like, bro, wait. So, so, my high school too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so to come here and see all these like, Smart black people. I'm like, bro, what? Like, this this is really really dope, man. So. Yeah, bro, and it's um, it's crazy for me because I would say based on my GPA in high school, mm-hmm. there are definitely a lot more students who could have got in over me. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's it's really a, a, a divine blessing from God that that whoever that administrator was mm-hmm. let me in because I think that being here, although my GPA might not have been as high, it was like a three point two, three point three. Yeah. But I feel I never felt like I didn't belong at this mm-hmm. school. You know, and being at Howard has motivated me so much to want to just become smarter. Smart, right. Man, I mean, we was in Dr. Myers, Dr. Yeah, Carr, Dr. Right. Beatty's classes. Yeah, like, right. they was really spinning that. <laughs> it's spinning, like, bro. And this was like, bro, brothers need back home. And, 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 that, and, that's, and that's why the Dr. Carr's, Dr. Myers, Dr. Beatty's are here in this space to, like, let us know, like, hey, bro, go back so so, the, so your people can move forward. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so bro, I, I completely understand, like, why it's, like this, this space is like so important, and it, it, even how it can be missed for real, bro. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, it's, it's, it's so ingrained in us, bro. It, we, we, we don't leave the HBCU space, we don't, you know what I'm saying? Ever. So, so we, we never leave it, bro. And I think mm-hmm. that that's why HBCU homecomings are so mm-hmm. big, that's why right. they're such a big deal because you're actually mm-hmm. coming, home. coming home. It's not like at PWIs, I've said this a lot, but you, you, you just go in, you just, it's just a football game, mm-hmm. it's. The football game is not even really the biggest thing on right. on Saturday. It's really the tailgate, bro. The tailgate, you know what I'm saying? It's, just, it's the gathering. It's the gathering, yeah, I mean, it's bro. It's the gathering, bro. So, uh, so it's yeah, it's been a it's been a great experience at Howard, and I and I want to ask you, how has your time? How do you feel like your experience as an Africana Studies major at Howard impacted your experience here? Mm-hmm. Man, um, so I changed my major like five times. 
think you I think you said that a few years ago when, when, when he was up in here. Yeah, bro. I tried to measure a, a, a couple of times, bro. And, and and what like brought me to studying um, Afro American studies under the African Studies Department at Howard mm-hmm. was taking Dr. Carr class. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And like that Which class was it? Uh, into the African American Studies. Okay. Department. And like that impact right there, bro, really like made me want to like lock in into my blackness even more. Have like more love for myself and my for my people. You know what I'm saying, bro? So, um, like I, I was venturing, the, I, I ventured into philosophy, criminology. You know what I'm saying? Then psychology, and uh, I think it was one more in sociology as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I just like couldn't find. Like, of course, it's, it's good professors in, in those. In yeah, those, for sure. Uh, in those majors in those departments, but. It's just something about African studies that like called me at the at the end. You know what I mean? So it, ha- it has called me at the end, bro. And, and it's it's up to me to finish. You know what I mean? And really execute. You know what I'm saying? So I got one more year to really you know really dive in and do my work and like you know really like execute. So so yeah, bro. It, it, it shaped my experience, bro. Like it, it made me think different ways, bro. It made me uh have 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 a have a. Uh, like connect connect with different people, bro. Have like a mindset of like not just talking, cause that's, that's that's one thing a lot of people do, bro. Like a lot of people like to to sit around and talk, and not really like really plan and, and strategize to move forward to help the people. Yeah. Africana says that Howard University has like taught me to like really like move forward and actually like put my feet on the ground and like and do things. Yeah, you know what I mean? Things, yeah. So, uh, cause there's a lot of people bro, who just don't be who just be talking to talk, bro, and just all right. I just I just created a good book. All right, cool. Or I just, you know, did this podcast, or I just, you know, did this thing, but not really like walking for real. Right. You know actually, I mean? actually, not not out in the community. For right. Real. Right. So, and it's important for us to be out in the community. Everybody know that who graduated out of from the African Studies Department at Howard University is doing something on the ground. You know what I mean? So, and that's what like I would do once I graduate and move forward, bro. You know right. What I'm saying? Bro, so, yeah. That's that's one of the most important things, bro. And I think that I can I have a similar experience based off. Um, I'm a political science major, but I'm mm-hmm. in African American studies. Yeah, bro. I started off as as, as an African American studies minor, okay. but I switched to communications. Mm-hmm. And when I was in this, when I was in SOC, the School mm-hmm. of Communications, mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time there. But mm-hmm. there was one day I was in here working out, mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to go finish my African American studies minor. Bro. Mm-hmm. I, I need to finish it mm-hmm. um, because I felt like well, the things I was learning, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to go back to this mm-hmm. department mm-hmm. and. Luckily, I was able to finish it this past um, semester. And I was in, I took Dr. Carr, Dr. Bating, Dr. Myers all in one semester. And mm. I I feel like it was the perfect end of this experience. Oh, because I feel like, <laughs> I, I majored in political science, but I really felt like I was thinking like, a, like an Africana studies yeah, minor yeah. when I yeah. left and, here. And, and that's the thing, because even Dr. Josh Myers uh, talks about it like, black studies isn't just a discipline. You know what I mean? Like, like, like to to reshape the black university, bro, or even have black studies at a at a at a university. It's not just a department. Like, black studies is you know uh, biology. Like, black studies is sociology. Mm-hmm. Like, black studies is philosophy. You know what I mean? Like, like how can we have a, a black studies lifestyle and lens through a political science? Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, like how how can we reshape all of that like uh, through black studies for the for the university? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, bro. Like even even you being political science, bro, it's all right, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, 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 as, as long as you have the black studies mindset to to approach this, exactly. you know what I'm saying? So, and I, bro, so, yeah. it's crazy because that's kind of how, how I've always approached any discipline that mm-hmm. I 
any if, if you if somebody asks me about some type of social issue or whatever, mm-hmm. I always think about it through the lens of black people first. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just that's just a natural way that I that I do it now, just mm-hmm. because of the literature that I've been, that I've been exposed to, mm-hmm. the professors that I've been exposed to. I just think it's just a natural thing being at Howard, bro. Because I the teachers that I've had here are some of the greatest. Like, yeah. like all all the three I just mentioned, bro. Even I'm so glad I was able to take Dr. Carr in person. Mm-hmm. This mm, this past yeah. semester, I had that's one of the biggest reasons why I had to come back to Africana Studies, yeah. bro. Because I was not in. I had mm-hmm. I had taken him online twice. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like the same. It wasn't he, he, even though it was good. It was it was, was it was good, but I, I I was like this class would probably mm-hmm. be crazy because yeah, yeah. I took um, Intro to African Studies okay. with him, mm-hmm. and that was during COVID. Okay. And then I took Education in Black America. About, to me, even that even though it was online, that was my favorite class. Cause, cause, cause he, he talked about uh, Black America education in the South. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like to see that and how it displayed to me was, it was beautiful. So, um, so, bro, that that class, there were a lot of. I'm, I admit, there were a lot of times it was not forty. I used to be in that class sleep. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Tired, but yeah. but whenever I was in there, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Doctor Carr is going crazy yeah, right crazy, now. Crazy, bro. Like, he is going. If I had this class in person, mm-hmm. bro, I mean, that's a class I would. I would never miss, bro. But sometimes being online just makes you a little right. right. It makes it's, makes it's, you a little lazier. Yeah, bro. It's kind of hard. It's not. It's not real to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. But but yeah, bro. My um, <clears throat> experience with Dr. Carr, but I always tell this people, everybody, the story. Um, even how I just like found that like love for real, bro, mm-hmm. was um, freshman year. This is my second class at Howard University. This was a uh, thing Tuesday Thursday class with Dr. Carr. 8 a.m. and this was in the Mackey building right when you uh, drive up the hill on campus on the right in the auditorium um <clears throat> so it's my first African-American class ever in life like yeah, ever in life, life right so so I, I, I walk in it's like 200 people in the class I walk in a little early me and my bro Dean Ray and Iman are my best friends right so we, we, we all sit in front together and um we all like we're Dr. Carr at <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's, it's. I think yeah, class started at eight ten, and it's like eight eight twenty. We was like, bro, where this brother? Like, who is Doctor Carr? Because everybody kept telling me, it was like, hey, take Doctor Carr, take Doctor Carr. I was like, bro, who? Like, who is this brother? So, um, so I turn around, and I see this tall, about six. I don't think about six three, six six three old looking brother. He little young as well, but he, he had a dashiki on. Walked in, ain't, ain't say a word. He ain't say a word, and then he he get to the front. And uh, he had a speaker, and the first song he played, and, and mind you, everybody in the room black, probably some white kids, I don't know, but everybody in the room black, right? And um, black professor, first time really just being in the type of space like this, for real, for real. He walk in um, with a speaker, he plays John Coltrane, Equinox. And I was like, Bro, who is this? First of all, who is who is this brother that just walked in? Who is this brother playing on the speaker? And what song is this? So my bro uh, had uh, you know called up a Siri and got the song. The song was Equinox, and just the vibe from my first time at Howard University. Like this is my introduction to Howard University. It's like this brother walking in late, playing John Car- John Car- Equinox, pulls out a chalkboard like when uh, the nineteen twenties <laughs> writes down the word commit. And writes down and draws the the, the eye of Horus and, and also uh, I think I think the Ankh as well. He was like, all right, this is where we're gonna start. Now let's move forward. 
I said, bro, is this my experience? Like, dude, like, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. Like, I ain't never heard of Quebec. I ain't never really studied Egypt for real. Yeah. So I'm just like, bro, is this the beginning, like, to really, like, go move, like, to go forward and, and like, you know, to, to, to go back to, to move forward? I'm just like, bro, this is, like, beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 I, and, I, and I speak of that, that story to let other, like, young black kids know, like, this is what your HBCU experience could look like. You know what I'm saying? If you go to HBC, you know what I mean? Like, it's beautiful. It's pure, like, in terms of, like, the, the education, you know what I mean? And, and, and being around black people, you know what I'm saying? And being around educated black people and having beautiful intellectual conversations. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a different experience than you get at PWI, for real talk. And, bro, I think that a lot of people might not even understand the significance of the story that you just told mm. if you're not actually here. Right, right. It, I... You really have to. You really have to come mm-hmm. in in these spaces to really understand mm-hmm. what's going on, which is why I encourage like just just, just come here, bro. Just come mm-hmm. to HBCU. Period. Right. My my old basketball coach um, called me uh, yesterday, and he was talking about his <clears throat> his son's about to go to high school, mm-hmm. and he was telling me about. Um, he asked me. He asked him about. He asked me about my high school and mm-hmm. other things like that. And he was talking about. Uh, he really wanted his son to eventually go to HBCU, mm-hmm. and I think that. It makes me because he was saying when he was in high school in, in, the, in the late '90s, they wasn't really pushing HBCUs like that in California high school. Okay. Okay. And I don't even really think they pushed them like that when when we were mm. at the end of high school. I just applied to Howard because I feel like black students who applied to HBCUs applied because they already knew. Mm. Um, it wasn't that something that was pushed. But I say all that to say is that. I noticed that black people are, are really starting to understand or really mm-hmm. gaining more and more awareness of going back mm-hmm. to an HBC or coming back home to institutions mm-hmm. that actually want us there. Wow. Regardless of all the administration issues, mm-hmm. I think the, the admin stuff is definitely important, but I think it's bigger than that. It's really about the people that right. you meet right. the you when you're meet. at these schools. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not, I wasn't sitting here seeing Wayne every day. I wasn't seeing, mm-hmm. seeing Wayne and Frederick every day. Like he would he would walk on the yard sometimes, but he wasn't the person that I was interacting with the most. Mm-hmm. I was interacting with my professors when I when I see him in class. I was right. interacting with all the people who I saw in the yard. It was mm-hmm. all the even all the workers in Blackburn, stuff mm-hmm. like that. That that holistic experience. I right. think that the HBCU really feels like a home. Right. It right. feels like if it, it really feels like a home to where mm-hmm. you don't even really think that you don't even really think that it's not like a traditional college experience mm-hmm. at a PWR, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. It's I completely know. different, bro. Right, right. And even the idea about, dang, about the financial aid or just my experience with admin and things like that. Um, somebody always told me, like, it's like, of course, that, that stuff needs to get worked on. And, and it is. It, yeah, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, that low-key could compare you, if, if you look at it in a different uh, from a different lens, like, that could compare, like, uh, prepare you for like the real world, so if somebody mess up your money, like you, 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 you know how to get back and be like, hey, bro, lock in, like let me, let me tell you how to do this right. You know what I mean, or somebody mess up your some papers, like you, you know how to, uh, you know, uh, e- emotionally move forward and like, cause, cause you, you've been through this, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like you, you know how to like contact the right people and like have the patience and, and things like that. So uh, you know, HBCUs, you know, got in that way, but um. But yeah, bro, you know, like HBCUs are a really beautiful place. And, and then with, with the context of, like you said, 1990, in 1990s and the 90s, how they were, uh, HBCUs really weren't like, publicized like that. In California specifically, I really wasn't that big. Like, even right now, the reason why I really got big, I'm pretty sure you already know, is because of um, 
after uh, George Floyd got yeah, killed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People was like on down the train with HBCUs. You know what I'm saying? But it's sad it took a black man to get killed. You know what I'm saying? For us to like, really get like recognized, you know what I'm saying? But um, see, see, it always takes that, bro. Right, right. Um, I think that I I want your opinion on this, bro, because mm-hmm. this a lot of the books I've been reading, even um, Malcolm X mm-hmm. talked about this in his autobiography. He said he was talking about how Jewish people when they when they were um, scapegoated in Europe in the 1500s, 1600s, they mm-hmm. came together, mm-hmm. and even things like the Holocaust made them come together even more and it's unfortunate that it took them this big tragedy for them to to stop assimilating into the wider society do you think that it's going to take black people a big catastrophic event for us to kind of come back together and work as a community or do you think that's something or do you think we not need or do you think that we don't need the tragedy to happen so because the the so my question today is what does it look like for us to come together as a community? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, what is our really, like, what is our end goal when we come come together as what a community? You know what I'm saying? Because cause I feel like once we really um, come to come to grounds with that, bro, I think we'll have an understanding of, like, what will happen or, like, what what might happen, you know, for us to really come together. Because cause right now, um, I, I'm not saying, because... Because even, that's the reason why I'm at Howard University right now, studying Africana studies, because I'm trying to figure out what is liberation. Yeah. You know what I mean? For black people, like, I'm still studying, like, what does that look like for us? So, uh, e- even even to, to that question, like, I'm still trying to, like, figure out the path, you know what I'm saying, for liberation and for us coming together. So, um, so yeah, bro, like. <clears throat> it's a hard question. It's, right. It's a hard right. thing to kind of figure, because what is it, we, we don't know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so. <clears throat> and liberation might be in like small pockets. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's it's a it's a safe space for us to be exist as black human beings. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, like like how can we create those spaces? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like basically, you know, what can we do at the end of the day? Really create those spaces. Yeah. So, uh, to me, right now, in terms of liberation, that's what it's like, kind of leaning towards to. How can we invest in our community to? create those spaces to to heal you know what I'm saying move forward so uh like liberation it really first happens inside of us and then we can bring other people but um but yeah you know just the work, working on the ground for real you know what I'm saying it's small part of liberation some people might think liberation is like running down America you know what I'm saying <laughs> is, is it liberation or is it not you know what I mean like start starting over you know what I'm saying so so I'm just trying to like figure out like what, what makes sense for real for us to be for us to be uh, for liberation, because because Science Sanchez, um, she said uh, uh, a quote: "How does it free us?" You know what I'm saying? So so anything us. that we do, how does it free us? You know what I'm saying? Like me me doing this and that, or like me reading this book, me me going to this place, me going to the school. Like how does it free us? Me me doing this activity, or or, or me uh, bringing people together. Me, me, me having this conversation right now, how does it free us? Are we just talking just to talk? Are we going to talk and then, like, move forward, you know what yeah. I mean, to, for us to be free? You know what I'm saying? So, so right now, liberation for me, like, looks like small steps on, like, our, our intentionality towards certain things in life on, like, how does this free us and my people? You know what I'm saying? So, so right now, it's liberation like for me, for real. Though. Right. That's, you know that, that's, that's very real, bro. Mm-hmm. And you saying that quote reminds me of, of uh, have you, you've heard of Dr. Ron Walters. Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh, I worked in the Washington Center this past year, mm-hmm. and she said, um, 
Dr. Scott, Dr. Elsie Scott was saying that he would always ask that same question mm -hmm. whenever you did anything for black people or just talking about black issues mm -hmm. in general, how does this free us? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the question that we need to have as black people because I think that, um, and I kind of alluded to, alluded to this earlier during our conversation before the podcast, but mm -hmm. I feel like we are so, we are so complacent mm -hmm. uh, as, as a race. And I mm -hmm. think that a big issue that we have is that we, um, black people in the in the middle class look at black people in the in in the lower socioeconomic class as as different mm -hmm. than them. So we we be thinking everything is good, and when we look at the hood, it's just like oh, that's the hood. Like it, it don't it, it don't really matter. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the first things that we need to start changing our mindset about mm -hmm. is that just looking. We tend to dehumanize people, mm -hmm. black people, mm -hmm. in, in the hood too much, and mm -hmm. I think that. We can't do that. I mean, mm -hmm. if we want, if if we want actual liberation as a people, forward, bro, right, if we right. actually want to move forward, mm -hmm. bro. So, so and that's why I said we're starting ourselves. You know, psychologically, uh, Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Psychological warfare. Like, how can we free ourselves through our minds? So, and once we understand and uh, human, because like so the, the more we understand our black selves, you know what I'm saying, the more we like humanize, we we, we could uh, humanize people. You know what I'm saying? Cause I even take the context of us being at Howard University, right in Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. Like, why is it Howard University in Anacostia? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why aren't we like in Anacostia every weekend feeding the people and doing the things that we need supposed to be doing? Well, we you know should be right, 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 right on the southeast D.C. And you know what I'm saying it, it's because of this like elitism. You know what I'm saying that that, that students might hold are are really not might might not be, be be aware of, you know what I'm saying? They they, they might get decolonized when they come to Howard University and then want to go to Southeast, you know what I'm saying? But 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 why isn't Howard as a whole really moving out in their model of truth and service to help out the people that they see on just on Georgia Avenue? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's because of this false sense of classism or this, or this false sense of liberation. Oh, I gotta go work at Google to get to get that bag. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm I'm good. I'm all right. I I gotta get this internship, get that bag, and like be better than my uh, my my colleague, it's like nah, bro. We're not trying to be better than each other. No, no, we're not trying to compete and and have this title. It's like nah, bro. How can we make sure our people are liberated in our small little steps? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But Howard, in, in the energy of it, bro. You know, I mean, we, we need we need some healing to do for real. I, as a bro, I think that one of the things that hurt that hurt, has hurt black people a lot is mm -hmm. since we integrated um, mm -hmm. sixty years ago, we've taken on a lot more of the individualism mm -hmm. that white America has always kind of had. Culture, I think that our culture definitely used to be a lot more collective. We used mm -hmm. to help each other a lot more. We used to care about, like being being black meant something more mm -hmm. back then as opposed to how it does now. Mm -hmm. When 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 you're talking to the average person, mm -hmm. you know, I know it's a lot of black people who don't feel a sense of um, indebtedness mm -hmm. to their to their race or helping their people mm -hmm. get get to the next step mm -hmm. compared to how it was in the past. A lot of that is because, you know, back during segregation, we actually used to live together. Mm -hmm. We actually, we, you know, the doctors and the lawyers right. would live in with, with all the people who didn't have, who didn't have as good of as, as good of the jobs and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think leadership has taken a toll and that kind of makes me, um, it builds on the point of, uh, have you heard of this book before? The Choice by Samuel Yeti? Mm -hmm. uh, it was written in 1972 and um, Samuel Yeti actually taught at Howard. Okay. For a while, um, mm -hmm. I brought um, one of my professors, Dr. Richard Wright, okay. here last week. He was an SOC. He okay. taught here for fifty years. Yeah, I know about him. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was talking about Simonetti and mm -hmm. how he was and everything. But 
the outline of this book talks about America's choice with black people. Mm-hmm. And basically, he outlines that America had three choices. Mm-hmm. It was pacification, mm-hmm. liberation, or liquidation. Liquidation mm-hmm. means kill them all. Liberation, you know, we, we're just trying to understand what that means. Mm-hmm. But I think in that context, liberation is pretty much reparations mm-hmm. for everything that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then pacification, which is the choice that America chose. Mm-hmm. Just make... Make 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 black people think that the things that we're doing is good enough, mm-hmm. but not actually free them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's where we are right now, trying to get out of that, trying to get out of that pacified mm-hmm. mindset. Because that's, I mean, we're in it deep, bro. We're right. in it deep, thinking thinking that what, worshiping these white corporations and thinking mm-hmm. that getting a job with them is doing something for black people. Right. Right. Getting a black politician in office mm-hmm. and thinking that. That that's doing something for black people. Mm-mm. It don't matter no, what. It don't it matter, don't matter what politician is in office. Mm-mm. As long if if, if he's not doing nothing for you, if, right. if he's still if he's still listening to to white people and white donors and taking mm-hmm. money from all them, like mm-hmm. he, it's the same thing as a white politician, right. bro. Right, right, which is darker skin. Right. So yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Like you, you got that whole thing, that whole uh, simulation, um, individual, you know, politics of. I'm trying to one-up you, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's not African at all, bro. It's not. That's not unity. That's not, you know, love at all, bro. So, so yeah, that that, that whole thing, man, it, it really hurts us as a community. It like, does. It, it, it really hurts us, you know what I mean? Because it, it's like this false narrative of black excellence. I saw some on, uh, on Instagram I was scrolling through. I think uh, oh, somebody said, uh, I think LeBron James just got the SB award for something. Yeah. And his family was up there and, like, I think somebody the next lives like their their cars and stuff like that, and the smile was like this is black excellence. It's like bro, nah, bro. Like like him being famous by himself and his, and his kids like, cause 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 when we, when we say black, bro, we're not talking about one person. We talking about ancestors. We talking about a community. We talking about the kids. Talking about like the whole community in general, like unity, literally. So so just one person. Being successful isn't black excellence. It's not, you know what bro. I'm saying? Like that that doesn't That's not the core of it. Right, that, that, that does not progress us at all. So, um so yeah, bro, I, I completely understand what you mean, bro. Yeah, I think a big issue is that we um we will we'll look at, at, at black billionaires as the people who make a lot of money and think, mm-hmm. Oh, those are the leaders, those are the people who are gonna save us when mm-hmm. I mean when you when you when you really go into mm-hmm. the billionaires like a lot of the money that they have is not it's not because of black people right. you know right. it's, it's, it's literally exploitation it's, it's exploitation <laughs> like literally bro it's exploitation <laughs> and, then, and if they start doing stuff for black people mm-hmm. they're not gonna be a billionaire no more right right you right. know right Cause, and, that, and that's the thing uh, somebody because i'm talking about reparations and um <clears throat> somebody brought it up to me that was like the only way reparations is gonna happen um for black people is black people go to war you know what that's like the only way change has happened in history is like people have went to war to like get actual, actual revolution, change, right? Because the thing is, like, for reparations to like to happen, it, when I talk about reparations, I'm talking about from like a um, monetary need, like especially with money, but also the reparations for like you know free schools, therapies, you know what I mean, like clinics, healthcare, and mm-hmm. reparations as well. But I'm talking about from like the, the monetary uh, capital side. Like for white people to give us to, to pay us back for everything is it's, it's, it's trillions and trillions of dollars, right? Like for, for them to pay us back for everything, bro. Like that will like they will like no longer be white. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, because like the only way to be white, bro, is if black people are uh, black in, in the sense of like oppression. You know what I mean? So if I give you the power, 
I'm no longer white. So this 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 system of America cannot really exist. You know what I'm saying? So um, like yes, we need reparations and it's needed, but it's 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 going to take some. You know what I mean? It might it might take some bloodshed to to really get reparations how we really want it. You know what I'm saying? Like like, but of course we even the the, the therapy. You know what I mean? Like even the, the free schooling, yeah, free and, education, and free right. healthcare. Like like that's a sense of giving giving up your whiteness. You know what I'm saying? Like if 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 I if I if I give you healing, like bro, you you gonna want to come back and like. Be like, hey, bro, like, what's up? You know what I'm You're saying? You're not gonna feel inferior anymore. Right, 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 right. Which is like, I want you to feel like. Right, right, because, because, like, you gonna you gonna feel empowered. You know what I mean? To to to, to rule and run the world for real, and, and and they they not gonna like that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, but yeah, bro. So yeah, to me, that's a that's a deep like interesting conversation. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. It's like what you're saying is a good point because <clears throat> that, I've not thought about this. Them giving reparations. Is basically flipping the social order. Mm-hmm. Like you, you like this country is not gonna work mm-hmm. like that if if they give if they actually give black people everything <laughs> that they owe us. It's like, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. for people who might not be as aware of it, mm-hmm. we build everything, right, bro. Everything, bro. I mean, all these cities, bro. Mm-hmm. Black people was building them, bro. Right. We was. But you, you see all these nice structures, Washington mm-hmm. Monument, White House, mm-hmm. Capitol mm-hmm. Building. Mm-hmm. I, I hate the misconception that people people think black people was just in the field. Just in the field. Like, no, nah, no. bro, we we had like, we had the skills like, we, too. We, we, we was in the East Coast. We was in Washington D.C. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like literally, bro. Like, um, it, it was crazy when I when I found out about this brother. Have you heard of Anthony Browder? That name sounds really familiar. So, so he he does the uh, he got a book I think called Egypt on the Potomac. Okay, and he um, does like. Africana studies and like archaeology type thing, mm-hmm. and but like connected back to like comedic science. And he has like researched and he does tours currently right now. Which probably I might go on one this, uh, probably this month. Anthony Browder. Anthony Browder. He uh he 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 does tours. Uh, he's actually a Howard alum too. He 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 does tours uh in D.C. to show the Egyptian uh comedic like buildings and like structures that's in D.C. You know what I'm saying? For people to know, like, hey, this is, like, African knowledge hidden in plain sight. Like, it's things that we see every day. It's hidden in plain sight. Like, the uh, George Washington Monument is a, is a monument to King Gassar. You know mm. what I'm saying? And uh, he's, he's from uh, Kemet. And, um, <clears throat> it's like, it's, it's an onk. It's, it's like, it's like a, a shape of an onk in, uh, at Malcolm X Park that people don't see that's, wow. thick, that's connected to the... To the monument connected to the sun and like 16th Street, all the religious. Like, it's, it's so much like deep, cool stuff, bro, that like we don't really know about. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it makes you question, okay, so why would they want to use that? And, 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 like, and like, what is the uh, the, the outcome of, uh, of them using it? DC is the mouth of the beast. You know what I mean? It's the place where things are called. It's, 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 you got you got the uh, the Pentagon, you like the whole army little base and things like that. You got the uh, the White House, the president. Like these are like powerful staples for this country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they use comedic knowledge in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? For their power. You know what I'm saying? So they 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 they, they, they done stole it all. So if if, if you uh, look up his book, brother Anthony about a really cool dude, man, really really cool. And he uh called Egypt on the Potomac. You can find that same Kofa books and um Is that Sankofa? Yeah. Sankofa, yeah. Oh, I'm not and um and he he's also on YouTube as well, bro. He, he explains it all. But if if anybody could take his tour, man, bro, it's in Washington DC, man. He he be like and plus he takes trips to Egypt as well. 
people like to see, like the connections. You know what I'm bro, saying? that's crazy, but yeah. bro. But like, like the George Washington Monument, George Washington Monument that that we see in uh, Washington D.C., like those monuments are literally all over Egypt, like the same structure. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the reflection over the pool. Yeah. Like, like the whole little Potomac, bro. The same thing that's in Egypt, literally. Bro, that's wild. Yeah, bro. crazy, bro. So black yeah. people built that too. <laughs> built that too, because you, you know you got Benjamin Banneker, mm-hmm. who's the one who mapped out the whole city. So he, he yeah, got bro. that. Comedic knowledge, you know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah. Like, so he, he he really know what's up for real. It's so, yeah. it's crazy thinking of somebody who as smart as Benjamin Banneker was. And right. I was watching this one video about Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. talking about Benjamin Banneker, mm-hmm. and he was like, he's one of the only smart Negroes. Mm-hmm. Like he, this, he's one of the only ones. And mm-hmm. I've never. It's just crazy to me how 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 the smart white people of that mm-hmm. time really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to make slavery seem like it was a logical institution right. enough to the point to where you like you you think that he was just like an exceptional black like mm. like it's like bro if um, imagine if you actually freed all all these all these enslaved people who's, right. who's building your stuff right like who, who's who's doing everything right. that you that you're too lazy to mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. And, and then that even goes back to the black excellence concept of like okay because because like even the black essence concept connects back to what you were saying like. I only see you as human if one person is free. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I only see that one free person is uh as human because he is on my side making me money. But if I free everybody else, they can't be human at all. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like I, I can't I can't be white no more. So that even like connects to the black excellence of what you're saying. Like how they didn't really like how they logically went through all that and was like think think was okay because they didn't see you as human. Like which exactly. is like and, and then it didn't justify it through Christianity. You know I mean? and that's a whole different thing that we talked about in, in Dr. Baby Glass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? And I was just like, bro, like this is hypocrisy and sick. Like literally, how 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 are you enslaving somebody? Like see see somebody is less than cattle, you know what I mean? But justify it through Christianity. Exactly. You know what I'm justify saying? Through religion, justify right. it through science, like, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's honestly, it's um it's 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 very sick how they was able to to do that and make it and make it seem like it made sense for them, bro. But eventually, I mean, those those scholars started to see that there was contradictions in what they right. were saying. It's right. like right. this this don't make sense. Well, mm-hmm. we got to get rid of this institution. Right. And um, something else that you said I was talking about the reparations. When you when you take that away, it takes away their whiteness. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, whiteness was just created for superiority. It was just created by those by, by the wealthy white people mm-hmm. who needed to make who who needed to make the, the masses buy into their system. Right. So if you have the poor white man mm-hmm. comfortable in your system mm-hmm. because he's white, then right. he then he not gonna want to do nothing else. Right. And then all you gotta do is worry about the black people who's already your enslaved population. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So yeah, it's all a you know, race is a, is a social thing, you know, social construct, bro. It's a social construct made for social control. All right, and mm-hmm. it's still like that today. To this day, bro. It's it's sick, bro. Mm-hmm. Terrible, bro. So, so it, it makes us think like us as young black brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what what can we really do to um like? It's a question. Like, do do we end racism? Like, is it going to end? You know what I'm saying? It's something we could probably think about. You know what I'm saying? Um, but 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 how can we like combat those little systems? You know what I mean? Through through our knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Through 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 our ancestors. Through the through the uh, creator. You know what I'm saying? For us to move forward. You know what I'm like, like, like what what can we do? I mean, of course, you know, read, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, be educated. You know, respect. You yeah. know what I'm saying, bro? Um, 
like of course like to take to take care of ourselves like re really really heal ourselves heal, heal ourselves as black men and it's like no nah, no nah, you ain't gotta play football bro you know what <laughs> I mean? and, and go juco route no nah, bro but go go to hbcu and be around your people you know like like see where where, where it's cool to be black and smart you know what i'm saying like it's like, cool. like like go, going to hbcu is an act of activism you know what i mean like you, you're going against the system in, in a way like being around educated black people trying to like see 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 a positive life for yourself you know what i'm saying so so it's just like small little things like that 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 we could do you know what i mean like taking care of our bodies you know what i'm saying like healing healing thyself with little stuff that we eat stuff with stuff that we interact with you know what i'm saying our small little steps bro that like leads us to liberation you know what i'm saying bro so it's really important to like really move forward as a people you know what i'm saying not really just talk all, all day so, right i bro so, yeah what you're saying is so true when you talk about healing yourself because mm -hmm. it's reading is important but it's mm -hmm. more than that you really right. gotta you gotta take the steps in healing your body bro yeah. healing healing the vessel mm -hmm. and you you an expert on that right now hey man that's, <laughs> that's what i'm trying to do bro like, <laughs> hey i'm telling you hey, hey fresh for your desire but about 400 pounds now nah, let me stop <laughs> I'm about like 120 right now. <laughs> hey, hey, bro, it's, it's actually it's, it's crazy, but for real though, like me, me going through that that transformation, mm -hmm. it made me. I wouldn't have all these books if it wasn't mm -hmm. for that, bro. Right, like you right. really, when you heal your body, bro, mm -hmm. the mind, like you, in order to heal your body, you gotta make a change in your mind, bro. Right, right. When I was improving my body, improving myself, like mm -hmm. putting all the hours in in my room, working out, mm -hmm. it made me want to improve my mind too. Right. And it's really. It's, it's it's steps, bro. Mm -hmm. As once you, I know this for me. When I'm eating healthy, when I'm eating good, mm -hmm. I'm so much more productive, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't be as tired. Mm -hmm. I be more motivated. Mm -hmm. I be everything just flows more better, flow, bro. Right. Everything mm -hmm. flows better, and I think that as black people, we need to get to a point to where we're doing these things consistently. Mm -hmm. Which is why another thing that I promote a lot of my podcast is like. Is living a healthy lifestyle, bro. bro. Once you live a healthy lifestyle, bro, mm -hmm. it's, everything starts to connect, bro. Right, because the thing is, it's like, bro. If we quote unquote marching and protesting, bro, and we, we on the front lines, like I'd rather have a person who uh, has like the energy to protest, mm -hmm. who has the energy to teach, like like you got to take care of yourself to, to do for others. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause cause it's the thing. Like I I don't I don't want a dead body on the line. Right. You know? Of course we need everybody, bro. But but we got to take care of ourselves. For us to move forward, because because that, that dead body, it's like yeah, you got a voice, but not 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 not, not as much as a person who's out here prioritizing you know their health. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's really important, bro, to really do that. You like fast, bro. Um, you know what I mean? Like stay stay spiritually connected. You know what I'm saying, bro, to the source, bro. Um, like it's just so much you could do, bro. Like. Literally, bro, eat, eat right, you know what I mean? The, the fruits and vegetables is for us, you know what I'm saying, bro? Uh, meditation, bro, talking things out to people, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, bro? Uh, therapy, things like that also helps, bro. Um, you know, reading, like, it's, it's, it's so many avenues, bro, that, that, like, we can use, bro, to really heal as and people. It's crazy that you're saying that because I feel like a lot of those things, like, mm -hmm. society literally pushes mm -hmm. America, Americans, Americans, but specifically black people mm -hmm. away from, you know, when it comes to eating healthy, mm -hmm. reading, mm -hmm. um, talking about your issues, mm -hmm. all these things that we need to do, mm -hmm. um, like, the society kind of pushes us away right. from that, bro. Right. Like, I mean, when I when I worked at my old grocery store, I used to see black people ordering bullshit all mm -hmm. the time, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, you just buying hella candy, hella mm -hmm. sugar, hella processed stuff. Right. And a lot of that stuff is just for miseducation, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't, 
they don't they don't know. And all, a lot of a lot of time that the healthy food is expensive, bro. Mm-hmm. Why does the food be more expensive? Nah, nah yeah, bro. And then uh, for resources for us, for, so so we could you know move forward on the ground, bro. And not just talk. Yeah. Um. So there's a farm. There's a garden right behind. It's for the for people in D.C. specifically, um, Northwest D.C. You travel as well if you can. Um, there's a farm called Common Farm, D.C. Right, right next to the Howard Hospital. They uh do a pay what you can system. Uh, it's fruits and vegetables on Wednesdays six, I think three to six o'clock, and um you can either get your fruits and vegetables for free at as much as you want. Your fruits and vegetables are free, or you can pay. How how however how you can you know what I'm saying? So it's resources like that, bro. That well, that's super hard, bro. You know I did not know about that. Yeah, yeah, bro. bro. And, and dope, most bro. It, it, it makes me mad that most college students don't really know about this, bro. Like I found out about it. I, I just walked up on it. I was like, bro, what is this? What's happening? It was like a little vibe, and they they got fruits and vegetables. Well, for, where is it? you said free. Northwest? You know, it's right right behind Howard Hospital. Like literally right behind Howard. What? Howard it's called Common. I think Common Good Farm, something like that. So uh, so yeah, bro. Like if if you need fruits and vegetables for free, you can go get that. Over there on, on Wednesdays at three o'clock. You know what I'm saying? That, that makes me mad that I'm finding about this right out, right, right. after about to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, bro. It's just you know, it's just small stuff like that, bro. We could tap into for, for, for the good things on Earth, man. Man, that's what we need, bro. Um, yeah. I mean, talking talking about all this stuff made me think. How do you think your upbringing in Texas has influenced mm-hmm. how you think today, mm-hmm. and just? Your your thoughts your, your thoughts about black people black mm-hmm. liberation do you like do you come from a family where that's very prominent mm-hmm. or just a community? Mm-hmm. So um, so I, I'll say yeah my my family was uh, conscious right mm-hmm. um, but I was also in the neighborhood in the school system that wasn't conscious yeah you know what I'm saying so like I had the people back home but like when I went into the real world. Went to contact with other people and the students, you know what I mean? They wasn't conscious, so that could like play a part in my upbringing as well, which it did, but which made me want to um, look for something different. Uh, that's why I went to HBCU because my brother went to HBCU, Houston Tillerson University in Austin, Texas. Okay, and um, I saw him be a positive black black male, so I was like, let's see the same thing because at my high school. Houston, Texas, at Westfield, um, the stereotype was for black men was like it was cool to be black and smart. I mean, it was cool to be uh, black and get all the girls and just pass to play. You know what I mean? Like you literally get a C just to be on the football team. But it's like, nah, I need something different. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, follow my brother's footsteps. So uh, it's like small things like that, and also uh, coming from my mama, she's she from Jasper, Texas. Rest in peace to her as well. Mm-hmm. She's she from Jasper, Texas, and uh, the South. Is really similar to uh, the continent of Africa in terms of like it, it depends like you know what nation you're a part of in a certain like country um, like the the way of lifestyle you know what I mean like to, to, to the things that we how we commune eat you know what I mean tend to the fields you know what I'm saying like our dialect is, is, is so unique you know what I'm saying bro that like some people just don't really get it that they come from different places around uh America, bro, but but the South has some like really like African uh, foundational roots that Black people still hold to this day because that's a, most of the slave trade yeah. came went to the South, so we hold hold a lot of traditions. You know what I mean? Like for example, my uh, my mother, she she made which came from her her mother uh, family gene. Rest in peace to her. She uh, made uh, biscuits, uh, homemade biscuits and sugar syrup. You know what I'm saying? And we ate that like fufu and igusi. Like we literally picked the 
pick the uh, bread, bread off and, and swap it in, in the syrup. You know what I mean? Like fufu and goosey, like stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like little African traditions that we that we have. You know what I'm saying? Okra. Okra comes from West Africa, which means gumbo. You know what I mean? So it's just like things like that. It's like um, like traditions that, that that are in the South that are like rooted in like who I am. You know what I mean? That connects me back to the the continent. You know what I mean? So even on that food tour, a good reference that we, that people could watch is called uh, so it's on Netflix. If you have the subscription, it's called um, How on the Hog. It's this brother who goes all over um, the United States. He goes like Texas, South Carolina. Uh, he started in Africa to show where it all started, but he goes like Texas, South Carolina. He went somewhere else, but um, but he he goes to show how African foods are like rooted in uh, Black people's foods today in America. So you know, it's, it's a lot of foundational things that people might not call African because like they're unconscious, but all, like are you know foundationally African. So it's it's a couple of things, bro. That I, I was rooted in when I was raised up, bro. That uh, you know kept me going by I was like I said I was also in the system trying to like strip that away from me yeah. you know what I'm saying but gained it back you know what I mean I'm still learning I haven't fully arrived yet but I'm still learning you know what I mean to love I'm still learning to, to like heal I'm still learning to, to to understand my blackness even more because it's, it's a journey you know what I mean like 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 people always try to look for a destination you never destination it's, it's a journey like the, the, the destination is a journey so um so yeah Hey, bro, that's that's real, bro. I think what you're saying about the black, just like the South being very similar mm-hmm. to Africa. I mean, I haven't really, I've thought about it mm-hmm. more from like a standpoint of like, I would like they was gonna bring uh, mm-hmm. Africans to the South because mm-hmm. they were a little more familiar with that type of land. Mm-hmm. But even the the whole all the cultural traditions mm-hmm. still being so prevalent in the South is really profound because mm-hmm. it made me think of um. I was in this comment section today for a video I watched on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he was saying that um, a big reason why the black feminist kind of deteriorated mm-hmm. in the past six years was because a lot of black people left the South mm-hmm. and were a little separate and were a lot more separated from those traditions. Traditions, right? Because I can speak for myself. My family moved from the South in the fifties, mm-hmm. and. We de- my grandma still has some of those traditions, but I mean she's she's older, and, and a lot of the black people who used to live on the street that I live on, they're they're all gone now. Mm-hmm. You know those traditions aren't as in the community. So I think one of the hardest things trying to maintain those mm-hmm. traditions that that that, are, that have always been so important to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? Those those traditions is how we find a sense of it's how right. we have a sense of self, right? And, and a sense of purpose and blackness, right? And, and Dr. Carr's one of part of his uh, curriculum. Uh, movement and memory, you know what I'm saying? Like our, our our memory is what like moves us. You know what I'm saying? So if we if we know of ourselves, we we can move in in the right ways. You know what I'm saying? That's all part of it, bro. To to connect back. You know what I mean? This psychopa ideology. Let's go back to move forward. We gotta go back to the memory and know who we are to move forward. You know exactly. So I trust my I understand, bro. Cause um, I I loved how Doctor Car how Doctor Carr taught, bro. Because he really try to instill uh, an African way of thinking mm-hmm. with how we with how we go mm-hmm. about learning and just just mm-hmm. just going through it just going through academia mm-hmm. and so so Dr. Carter bro like he know everything about black people bro and he know everything <laughs> bro down to the to like, I, I think it's so cool how you can have someone like Dr. Carter who knows mm-hmm. all the stuff about African American history mm-hmm. and then he can still 
give an in-depth class, teach an in-depth mm-hmm. class about hip-hop, bro. Right. I right. think that is so, and it's, it's all connected. Because hip-hop is African. Hip-hop is African. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cool that he can, he can do, he can do all that, bro. That's, mm-hmm. when I used to hear Dr. Carr speak, that was really, like, inspiring, bro. Right. Like, bro, right. I want to be like him, Be bro. like that, you know what I'm saying? I want to be like that, so you can yeah. pull up a video for any mm-hmm. event, pull up the song, like, what they was going through in this like, time period. Immediately. Like, immediately. Like, literally a standing archive. Like, literally, bro. A standing archive, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's wild, bro. And I think that um, mm-hmm. Dr. Carr is definitely somebody who I'm so grateful for to have, mm-hmm. have learned from, bro. Yeah, bro. You know? So, yeah, um, mm-hmm. Something else that I was thinking about was we say education in black America. Mm-hmm. How do you think black education kind of changed after Brown v. Board? Hmm. Well, I have my own thoughts about it, but I want to hear yours. Hmm. Okay, cause, 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 you know, like, okay, okay, it's with the interest. I'm glad you brought that up, right? Um, <clears throat> my my grandmother, she's still alive. Her name was Eleanor Bailey. Um, she was a teacher for forty years. For forty. Texas Southern University, HBCU, also in Houston, Texas, and, and, and she talks about once things, um, like once integration happened, literally, um, all of like the good black teachers, like started teaching at the white schools, and like <clears throat> all of the uh, like white teachers who didn't really know nothing start teaching the black schools like it was some what schools like that like literally bro because wow. it's, it, and, and it's because like i have to ask her like well some of the reason is but from what i assume it's like it's like this idea of like maybe some black teachers were probably trying to get more of a paycheck or probably like things like better you know what i'm saying which makes sense like, yeah, it like, does make sense because like, you, you want know, your life to be better right, you want your life to be better so like integration it's like dang all right so are, are, are we are we together now but they still they like once integration happened Things things got worse, right? So, um, <clears throat> educationally, it took a, like a a whole like downfall on, on black people because like the black the majority of black schools either like uh, stopped like you know accredited you know by, by, by like funding and things like that because maybe some black students didn't go so I went to white going to white schools. Uh, the teachers started getting like terrible. You know what I'm saying? Because all the black, te- good black teachers went to the white schools, and all the t- terrible white teachers went to the black schools. So, so I, I, I would say, bro, like education after um, the Brown versus versus Board of Education, like that, like it it, 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 went like it plummeted, but we also like see a rise as well in terms of like with HBCUs. You know, because HBCUs have always been a staple in the community. You know what I'm saying? But um. <clears throat> well, it, it, I, I would say it's been a downfall, a little rise here and there. Depends, like, what's your ideology of like rise? Yeah. Because to me, because to me, like the fact that HBCUs are still running is like a, a beautiful thing. It really is right? a beautiful thing. I think about that sometimes. Right. But but for like K through twelve, man, it has it went down. Like it's it's horrible now, right, bro. Right, like school right. systems across the country are mm-hmm. are horrible, Terrible. bro. Mm-hmm. And black kids are not learning nothing, right, bro. Right. Right. That's why you so, see him running around now, bro. Right, right. So that's why I'm saying, like, it, it, it went down, bro. 
went down, which was really interesting. So, bro, I I did not even think about that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the trash white teachers mm-hmm. teaching at the black school, and that's that's how it is right now. Literally, like like my, my high school, bro. We had some good black teachers, bro. We did, but had some really poochies. No white teacher that just started their career. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Bro, that's crazy. Okay, I'm sure. Um, I had another. I had something I wanted to tell you, bro. Like, did you know that forty thousand black teachers lost their job as re- after as a result of Brown v. Board? Hmm. For real? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Forty thousand. Hmm. Like people don't talk about that mm-hmm. at all, bro. Mm-hmm. It's it's honestly really sad because um, my my grandfather went to a. a Grew up in Amarillo, like I told you before the podcast. He, he, he went to an all black school in, in Amarillo. Mm-hmm. It was um called George Washington Carver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, George Washington Carver. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he was he he still even though he lived in San Francisco like majority of his life mm-hmm. after he still went to school reunions and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, and I wish he was alive to where I could talk about this more with him as I've come into consciousness, mm-hmm. but. The connection that he had with his school was, was different, bro. And compared to my grandmother, my grandmother moved from Texas as well, but she went to school and everything in San Francisco. Okay. She went to an integrated high school in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and like she didn't have that same type of connection in her school. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you learn at a black school, you learn like my grandmother was telling me how my grandfather like knew so much about black culture. Like he knew the black national anthem. Mm-hmm. He knew all this, all these different things that he was getting mm-hmm. taught at a black school. Mm-hmm. That. That you're not you're not gonna learn the black national anthem at a school that's 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 majority white. You know you're not gonna learn none of that stuff at all. And I think that it's been a big tragedy mm-hmm. that we couldn't find a better way to mm-hmm. to to make the integration work as opposed to just sending black kids to to the white schools mm-hmm. where they weren't even really accepted anyway. You know they they weren't even looked at as 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 humans for this mm-hmm. so to say. Right. Bro. Like I think it's um. Like this, this type of this this subject made me gain a lot of respect for W. B. Du Bois actually mm-hmm. because when Dr. Marsh had to read his autobiography mm-hmm. from over there, mm-hmm. um, he was talking about how yeah, I need to read that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 a long one. It's a very okay. it's a very long book. Like you, you read Souls of Black Folk yet? I haven't. Okay, I I, I need mm-hmm. to read it, bro. I don't. I really don't know why I haven't. Yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. But it makes me want to read the yeah the autobiography now. But he was saying that he. He didn't. A big reason why he split from the NAACP mm-hmm. was because the NAACP was so focused on integration. Mm-hmm. They they weren't really for the preservation of culture. They were just trying to get with the white people. Mm-hmm. And WB boys was like, "What's gonna happen to all the black schools? What's gonna What are we gonna do with all the education where you're learning a black education?" Right. And I think that you know WB Du Bois he'll get uh, he gets he gets praise and a lot of hate for his mm-hmm. talent and thing, but right. that was like in the early 1900s. Right. That was. Right. He 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 transformed it like he did a one eighty in his yeah, ideology. Pan Africanism, you know exactly. Yeah. And I think that it's um just things like that make me very. I I would there needs to be a way that we can go back to mm-hmm. I don't want to say we should have segregated schools but schools to where we can teach black kids mm-hmm. education right. that they need to know if they want to dominate this right. society. Right, right. But that's that's under attack. It's <laughs> under attack, bro. It's under attack right now. It's so. under attack, and um. Before you go, mm-hmm. I want to get your insights on the affirmative action decision that just happened. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you What do you think it means for black people? Man, bro, because <clears throat> like me, me personally, because when I when, when I saw it, right, um, 
I personally, you know, just being humble, I didn't know too much about affirmative action. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, bro, because I went to HBCUs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we vibing. You know I mean? <laughs> we vibing. Really, really. You know, with the black people, bro. So I didn't really, really look into much affirmative action. But um, once the deal went down with the Supreme Court, I mean, denied it, I started asking people who went to PWIs how they feel about it. My sister went to Pepperdine University. Um, I'm sure it's going to Cali. Yeah, 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 and um, <clears throat> I don't. She, I asked her, but did she get accepted through affirmative action? She said she didn't know, but she was actually like one of the top scholars that like got picked her senior year of high school to go to Pepperdine. So she don't think she got through affirmative action. But mm-hmm. and I asked her, I was like, so who is affirmative action? Affirmative action really like affect? And she was like, uh, white women is like the downfall because white women are usually the ones who get in PWIs because of firm action because mm-hmm. they woman you know what I'm saying and I was like bro what but the firm action thing uh, really didn't get I think pushed because I think some Asians were like uh, upset about something they were a, a lot of Asians were mad that mm-hmm. that black students were getting in right. to schools right. even though they didn't have the same test scores right. as, as as their sons and daughters right, right. but, but they, they don't know that that just affected them as well you know what I'm saying? So Asians gonna be affected as well. So it's like a, a, a you know, bite back in a way, karma. But um but yeah, so <clears throat> and people are saying like we're gonna have an increase in HBCUs. It's like, yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's like why do HBCUs have to be a fallback? You know what I'm saying? Like my, I agree with that. My my thing is it's like all right, so it's a fallback. You know, I'm, I'm happy these kids are like coming, but it, it sucks to take that. It takes this tragic act like thing for somebody to wake up. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, so you know, I, I don't really know too much on affirmative action. Yeah. But that from from the conversation I have, that's what I really know for real. So for sure, know. bro. I I think that the whole the whole affirmative action thing. I think it's it, it it's annoying that you know you had a lot of Asians pushing mm-hmm. the affirmative action. Uh, pushing against affirmative action mm-hmm. when a lot of like most Asians in this country would not be here if it wasn't right. for the civil rights movement right. the, the Chinese Exclusionary Act was literally from the 1890s to 1965 right. and they were a lot of their a lot of them were able to come because of the, the struggles that black people had to go through mm-hmm. and I just think it's very um it, a lot of people in America don't really know the history so mm-hmm. they don't know how they came to be and it's mm-hmm. so very um it just don't make sense for, for them to Act like black people are limiting them from coming to these mm-hmm. to, to these schools. When you really when you really want to get down, you can talk about a lot of these Ivy Leagues, like all the legacy emissions mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. let in. You know, they a lot of people would get into those schools just based off of who off they they dad or they grandfather mm-hmm. went to right. Harvard or Yale or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest problems. But you know, aligning with whiteness is how you succeed in America. Right. Right. So like mm-hmm. they want to be an ally with the whites, whites. instead of opposed right. to being with the blacks because right. you know. We, we, we ain't got to get into all that. We already know. <laughs> <laughs> feel me, bro? So, it's interesting. It's, it's, very, it's very interesting, bro. And um, uh, yeah. it, it sucks that HBCUs have to be the fallback mm-hmm. for, for, for black people. But I think that the more black people come to HBCUs because, mm-hmm. of, a fir- because of the lack of affirmative action are going to realize that mm-hmm. they should have been here all along. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. I think that's one of the biggest things. It was great having you on a lot for you. That was love, bro. Appreciate you. Love, man. Appreciate you coming on, bro. It's an honor. Y'all, they don't understand. This is an honor.
Bro, the honor, man. Everybody, man, been talking about your podcast since you started, man. I was like, bro, I need to lock in. Hey, man, I, I, I appreciate that, bro. So yeah, you know, I've always, I've always seen, I've always seen how you think, and I've never really had a chance to, to talk to you as much. Yeah, even like freshman year in June, yeah. I, I used to always see you, but I think we exchanged a little yeah, bit because we used to be down there. Love, we used to yeah. be down there with like Big Nate and everything. Yeah, talking, yeah, talking yeah, to him. Yeah, <laughs> I miss that dude, bro. So, Nah, bro, bro, appreciate it, man. This is a blessing, bro. Um, you know, just make sure people listening that we just, you know, move forward and do everything that Science Sanchez said, how does this free us? You know what I'm saying? So, I say, I say, I say, oh. <laughs> yes, sir. Y'all, y'all heard him. And as we always say, as long as y'all show love, we'll stay consistent. Black Lotus out. Josiah out. <laughs>